0: G'day there. This is the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast with your host and fellow battler, Mike Holt. The Bloody Aussie Battler brings you news and commentary on the political shenanigans in Canberra and around Australia. So grab a beer and fire up the Barbie. As we continue our discussions with Brian Shaw. Yee-haw! Do you know that by 2030, as many as 800 million jobs could be lost worldwide to automation? Future Blackboard is an educational platform for developing emerging careers, jobs and skills. Future Blackboard offers courses designed for the future. Are you concerned about cybersecurity? Future Blackboard is offering a course on how to spot and beat hackers, prevent tracking, browse anonymously and counter government surveillance, as well as master the tools for antivirus malware and disk encryption. Future Blackboard is offering a special price for just $65 for June and July in cybersecurity and anonymity. Enroll now at www.futureblackboard.com and click on courses on the menu. Dick Yardley's book, Australian political and religious leaders, treason, treachery, and sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd, and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. G'day once more, and I've got Brian Shaw with me on the line here. And as you've probably heard already, we've been having some very interesting discussions and last time we were talking about the Royal Banking Royal Commission. Brian, what about the, the banks and the um, uh, bankruptcy
1: laws? What's going on there? Well, we'll make it this session, but the next session will be on what you call YALTA, Y-A-L-T-A. Yeah. I'm going to do a little bit on YALTA in this question because it's relevant to the banks. I will ask a couple of questions, only because it sort of initiates the issue to see where everybody would think. Now of the four major banks, we're talking Commonwealth Bank, ANZ, Westpac and National Bank. Who's the secured party for all four? I don't know. Which actually means if if banks begin a bankruptcy issue relative to you can't pay the mortgage or either your council rates or whatever, Uh, They clearly have to send that to the court to get the proceedings happening. And ultimately, if they succeed in the bankruptcy, that's the trustee in Bank Street at the Commonwealth level. Every one of them are illegal because what the bank's never told us is that the secured party that owns everything that the bank has got, that owns everybody's property, everything, all collateral, including the birth certificates of the individuals is automatically transferred to the Secured Party. The Secured Party is the New York branch of the Federal Reserve. Right. Well, haven't they got enough money without bankrupting every audit? Apparently not,
0: they're greedy. Well,
1: what, is, what is the greed factor here? Yeah, well,
0: unlimited by the look of
1: things. Did they create the mortgage or alleged mortgage by fractional reserve banking? And hmm. what is fractional reserve banking? There's a matter in the United States that's called Jeremy Daly, D-A-L-Y, which you may find on the web, but if you can't find it, I've got it.
0: I'll put it in. I'm doing a High Court writ to the High Court.
1: There's 110 exhibits in there already. High Court just haven't got it at the moment. They'll probably get it in about a week. But one of those exhibits is that Jeremy Daly matter. Fractional Reserve Banking is creating credit on your books. Now, I'm a farmer. When we go to work, we've got to plow the paddock and whatever, and we hope it might grow grain, barley, wheat, or whatever. We've got to do a lot of work. But if I can create, uh, you know, 500 grand on a piece of paper, just write it out, I don't have to go and plow it in the paddock. Mm. Reasonable? Yep. All these loans don't come from the banks. They come from fractional reserve banking. That means it does not it's not what's called valuable consideration. Mm-hmm. It was created on the books, but did the banker Tell the customer, it's not coming from any of our funds. The directors are not chipping in for your loan. The shareholders won't because they they want money. They don't want to give you money. They want money. Well, how would you get me my money if it didn't come from the bank? Now, the easiest way to do that is to paint the books that show. Now, here we're working in what you call credit and debit. Everybody knows what that is. If the bank allegedly gave you $500,000, there should be a, a document that shows $500 put the grant coming out of the bank. Would that be reasonable? Would be reasonable. Then it should arrive on your side as a debit.
2: Hmm.
1: So they don't bring the books that show the credit and the debit. because It doesn't exist. The books don't exist. What they do is your application creates the money, your application, hmm. and then there's the acceptance. So it's acceptance, it's offer acceptance consideration. But the problem where they run into it is it's valuable consideration, but it was created on the book. Did the bank disclose to the customer, look, if you want two million bucks, we can just we can create it here now. You don't have to run away do your asset and liability or whatever. I can put two million bucks and then you'll get it as an electronic credit or debit, whatever way you want to do it because we're creating it on the books electronically. Now, in Jeremy Daly, the jury ruled that's fraud and gave the fund back to Jeremy Daly. Mm. So if all these loans are created by fractional reserve banking, they're all able to be forgiven. Now, also, when when you take out a loan, they
0: sell that loan onto the, the banks, the major banks overseas, right?
1: No, no. When you say right, that's half right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying that because you're, talking about, that. <laughs> you're talking about securitisation. That's the one. Now, even if you start to spell it, because the courts hate this, because their job is to deny they securitised it.
0: Mm.
1: But in, in denying the securitisation, did, did the court commit the offence? Mm. Did anyone criminally charge them for that? I'll give you an example of that. A couple of farmers were in the Supreme Court in Victoria. The judge started the hearing with, well, I don't know anything about fractional reserve banking, but I want to uncover it to see if I'm involved in it. Whoa. That started the hearing. <laughs> and I'm listening to the farmers who subpoenaed all bank managers who probably forgot their own names. Hmm. I'm thinking, you guys subpoenaed the wrong guys. Why don't you? Because the court was only over the road from the National Bank. And I said, well, why the hell don't you subpoena Sakita? He was the CEO at the time, National Bank. And I couldn't do it unless they let me do it, because it was then So they went back after eating their fish and chips and whatever, and let me go do the subpoena. I waltzed the subpoena into his office at 4:15. At the time, I didn't know a subpoena needed conduct money. So in the morning, the barristers are all, you know, earning their brief money going. Our client just got subpoenaed after the court shut. Which is a no-no. You've got to have pleadings. You've got to have everything. But now they've got a subpoena to deal with. And they go, but Your Honour, you have to strike it out because it had no conduct money, that, mm-hmm. which is a legal thing. You have to do that. It was struck out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that because the first subpoena I'd ever done. The judge looks out the window because the window is only like there on the street and the National Bank Office is right on the other side of the street. And he said to them, looking out the window, "How much do you reckon it cost, Mr. Sakito, to walk from that building into here?" So the subpoena requirement money just went out the door with that. Yeah. And said to them, because he wanted to find out what fractional reserve banking was. This judge—that's how he started it. That's right. what he's letting this subpoena happen. Well, he would have struck it out. He wanted to find out what this was all about. Right. Because it obviously never come to him before. But. He said, uh, you go tell your client he's required here. We'll see him after lunch, eh? All hell broke loose. Before lunch comes an affidavit from, allegedly, Frank Sakito. Now, he's one of the big players of these four banks. He's CEO. Yeah. So all four banks are in this. He gave uh, the, the barristers brought the affidavit back in. The judge was happy with them and working with them. He said to these two farmers, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, they're going to love to hear that, but it was as silly as that because he said to them, take your time on that affidavit. If there's anything wrong, tell me. Because this affidavit, if it's correct, is going to scrub Sukuna having to come to the court. He sent an affidavit. I never spent about five minutes with the thing between them, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. I say that quite purposely to get them angry. It's the only way to get the time and work and get them angry. Um, no, no, we don't have any problem with the affidavit. It's said, okay, I dismissed the subpoena. We're going for lunch. Well, they've already put that affidavit in their bag and they're going for lunch too. When I walked up to the bar table and said, drag that back out and give me a look at that, and I look at it and I said, Frank Cicchino never signed this. The barrister witnessed that signed his. This is not Frank Cicchino's signature. Mm. And you just let him walk on the subpoena. So off they run and get the, you know, the annual report from the National Bank to see if the signature looked like the ones on it. No, totally different. I said, the barrister signed where he should have signed. He signed both. He signed as a witness, but it's also instance, the same pen as you. The same guy signed this document. <laughs> come up after lunch, they raise the point, And the judge says, well, what affidavit you got? They, they did a second affidavit during the lunch break because we were still mic'd up at the bar table. Ah. Uh. But Frank Cicchetto still didn't sign the second one. But there was a clause in that affidavit, and that's the reason why Frank Cicchetto is not the uh, CEO of the National Bank today. The clause in that was, I have no knowledge of fractional reserve banking. What? (laughs) Now, what the judge said later when that became an issue, he said, well, what the onus of proof is, is... Even if he had his library full of books on fractional reserve banking, you'd have to be able to prove that he read the books.
0: But he's doing it every day. <laughs>
1: okay. But this is all Masonic cover-up. Masonic mm. people are absolutely brilliant at the cover-up counterfeit the whole works. Mm. I, I issued a civil writ against the Masonic Lodge. Sorry, when I say I issued, the Supreme Court refused to issue it. Now, I'm saying the Masonic Lodge is the bankers. You've got a problem with the bank, you're, de- it's, you're dealing with the Masonic Lodge. They mm. are the bankers. That's able to be proved beyond doubt. So every banker's got to do, you'll have what you call the old fart sitting at whatever, saying, how many victims do you have for me this week? Mm. So the bank manager knows who's got their tongue hanging out for what. Okay, sort them out, we'll split the dividends. That's how it happens. Mm. So the person who's got their tongue hanging out for either the mortgage or the rates payment, now the rates payment is critical because that's the hook they have to keep in. Because that's the hook that will let them all go to bankruptcy. Just on the simple thing, you never paid your rates. What most people don't know is if you don't pay a bill on the day it's due, you can be bankrupted ex parte the next day. Mm. Most people don't know that. That's right. The key of making that, stopping that, now here we get something that I took up with the Secretary of the Maritime Union. I said, is your job as the Secretary to help your members? Yeah. I said, but there's six oil rigs off the coast of West Australia. Yeah. That's your waters, It's Maritime Union. Yeah. I said, but the Queen taken out without the referendum, who's got the waters now? Reasonable question. Yeah. Can't be the state of West Australia, They chuck the Queen out. Mm. So they can't say that 200-mile thing is ours. You don't exist anymore, Cobber. The moment you chuck the Queen out, you don't exist. Oh, I'd have to take that up, whatever. I said, a jury would say you don't exist. Mm. But they wouldn't like to hear your economics because you're saying fuel costs eighty or fifty a litre from a rig that doesn't legally exist now where you could send that money or that bill to West Australia at seven cents a litre. The jury would like the second one. Fair <laughs> point. Yeah. Because the Commonwealth then can't jump over the state of West Australia and claim the waters mm. because, hang on, you're the Commonwealth. You chuck the Queen out too, so piss off.
2: Yeah.
1: But now you've got a problem with the ATO. With the Queen out of West Australia, can the ATO come into West Australia and claim tax?
0: No, because they're not even a lawful organisation.
1: That's a question of fact. It's not a question of law. What's the difference between the two?
0: Sorry, say that again.
1: Remember, I'm talking to the Secretary of the Maritime Union, and I'm saying, who the hell owns those waters? Who the hell can send fuel into West Australia at seven cents a litre? And if that's the case, did that help your members? Because at the moment, they're paying about a $1.40, $1.50. Yeah. You've got their tongue hanging out just on fuel. But if you look at the mortgages, if they're fraudulent, Didn't you just get all the mortgages? Does that help your members? What did he say? He said, you got my head spinning. Yeah. But he should get up off his butt and put all that in a letter to their members. Then all the members have to deal with it. The rates issue. Let's deal with the rates issue on the next session because that's the big one for every household.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, So click me off and we'll come back on the rates. All right, mate. Thank you.
0: Talk to you soon. These bankers are dreaming if they think that we are going to continue to knuckle under to their corrupt and treasonous activities. It's time for a change. And just to get us into the mood, I'd like to play a song I wrote just recently called Tropical Dreaming. You have been listening to the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast.